Hey guys, what is up? And welcome to another episode of Sweet Tea and Tequila. I feel like I need to come up with some like introductory song or something. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But welcome. I am Tiffany Nicole, your host with the most, the host that never has it all together. But you love it. I love it. We all love it. And that's what's up. So this is episode four, and we are going to talk all about Love is Blind, season two. Now, if you were all a part of that LIB wave back when quarantine hit, when there was nothing but Tiger King, Love is Blind, and any other Netflix show to watch, this was one of them. And the show did so good. They came out with the second season and I was all about it because I want to see exactly is it worth the hype? Was it because we were just sitting at home, Netflixing and chilling and we really had nothing else to do or really was the show that good? So, of course, I watched all the first five episodes because those are the only ones that they've dropped so far. They're supposed to drop some more on the 18th. I don't know if they're going to drop the remaining or if they're just going to give us a little bit more out of time. But either way, it was interesting, to say the least. Um, It, to me, seemed a little bit like it played off of season one. And we're going to get in more on that. But if you don't remember what Love is Blind is, let me give you a little bit of a refresher. They give 15 men... 15 women they put them in pods where they date each other by getting to know them through their stories and you're at this point trying to get that person to fall in love with your personality your just you you're just trying to get them to fall in love with your soul and your inner person and at this point you're you're just trying to get them to do that you want them to fall in love with your inner soul and your spirit And if that guy feels that connection and they feel it's beyond compare with any of the others that they've spoke with, they propose to you. And if you say yes, you will finally get to meet that person. And this is when the relationship really gets tested because now you're finally meeting that person. This is when does your emotional love still play a part or is it now you're like, eh, because you're not physically attracted to them. So then you go on this beautiful romantic getaway in Mexico. You come back to the city. You stay with each other in apartments that they give for you until the wedding. And at this point, that's when you're really starting to find out, is this person meant for you? Is it really all about emotional connection or does everything else from religion, your background, just your views on life and your past, does it all play a part in making or breaking this relationship? And once you get to the wedding, either you say I do or I don't. So it's it's interesting. It almost reminds me a little bit of if you've ever seen that other show, Marriage at First Sight. It definitely gives me a little bit of that, except in marriage at first sight, you marry this person, you know nothing about that person. 
you marry them and then that's how you get to know them and then at the end you can say I want to keep with the marriage or divorce so I do kind of feel like love is blind played off of that in a way and um it it's it's been a success I will say because it it the ratings for season one were phenomenal so of course they're going to do a season two so let's just jump right on in it we are going to talk about the couples that they target on the show and I'm going to start off with Danielle and Nick their chemistry was pretty instant I'll say they were the first couple to get engaged from the pods and pretty much you know it was like for them oh my gosh it's sight unseen I am head over heels in love with this person. You know, Danielle was like, Nick is the one. And Nick is like, Danielle is the one. And they were both teary-eyed, like, this is this is my person. You know, he even went as far as having, I guess, socks with his dog on it. And he was like, this is our dog now. So he, he's all for it. She's all for it. And you pretty much think that their relationship couldn't get any better well you know they have to go to Mexico and do all that do that little song and dance and their relationship got tested from the jump pretty much so Danielle got food poisoning and was ill she became sick and there was a point just like in season one where all the couples meet up they mingle like a little mixer they eat drink they just all get together talk well she didn't get to go because she was sick and Nick still attended on their behalf and she did not like that she a little bit of backstory on Danielle she's very insecure she has extremely low self-esteem and she just has a fear of not being good enough and that comes because she was when she was younger she was overweight and you know her insecurities are definitely testing this relationship she was in the bathroom she said crying for three hours on the bathroom floor uh, because she was afraid that when he was out there seeing all the other females that he quote-unquote dated but passed up you know she was afraid that he was going to be like oh my god I instantly regret it and I should have chose this person and now I'm stuck with Danielle this girl's got some major insecurities she even went about of saying like she was out on the balcony like watching them or watching him and seeing what he was doing and how he was interacting like this girl has some some low self-esteem issues very very insecure and Nick said because when he got back to that to the hotel they got into a really heated argument voices were raised and he even went as far as saying if it wasn't for this show and us being on love is blind and being engaged and us being even a month into a relationship and you acted like this I would have called it quits And in my head, I'm just kind of like, well, don't let this show and the fact that you're quote unquote, and I'm doing quotation marks, engage, stop you from using your common sense and letting all of your previous judgments of how you would handle relationships fall by the wayside. Like, don't do that. Like, you need to keep 
that same energy, dude. If you already know if it wasn't for this and she was acting like this, you would call it quits. Don't let it be because you feel like now that y'all are engaged and now y'all are going to get married in a few weeks that you need to let all that go. Because obviously that's some red flags. And on Danielle, she's a beautiful, beautiful girl. Beautiful girl. And those are the ones to me that do have the most insecurities. Because she she, she said it, she always feels like there's going to be someone prettier and there's going to be someone better. But if you are secure with yourself, you know that if you aren't for him, you're for somebody else. And there's somebody out there that is going to love you for you, regardless of your weight, your size, whatever. But when you can't let that go, there is no hope for any relationship that you are in. Because when you are insecure, you are always going to drag that other person down. There will always be arguments. You will never, ever have that security. And after so long, that starts wearing somebody out, especially when they are trying to do anything and everything to show you that you can trust me. You can be with me and I can be with you and I'm not going to step out on you. It's like you could do anything in the world. You could sing it for him, write it for him, tattoo it on your damn forehead. And they're still going to be like, nah, you, you eventually going to find somebody else. And honestly, until they can handle that security within themselves, I've seen and I know people like that. And there has not been one successful relationship when that person is that insecure. It, they just haven't. So it's going to be really interesting to see if she checks herself and really understands that, you know what, he's here for me. It is what it is. Either he loves me or he doesn't or however that's going to go. So it's pretty interesting to see how that's going to play out. I'm I'm still rooting for them, though. I am still rooting for them. But if she don't get that security under control, mm -mm, honey, no. So let's go talk about the next couple. I am trying so hard to pronounce their names correctly. I want to say it's Deep D, and he just goes by Shake. And they bonded over their heritage. And over their time in the pods, they spoke openly about their cultural differences between their Indian backgrounds and the American way of life. Um, she's very, very beautiful. And you can tell that she definitely has it together. And she knows what she wants in life. And she knows where she wants to be in life. And Shake, he's a, I want to say he's a veterinarian and a DJ. And, you know, he said he's already talking about opening up his own vet practice. So he's very set and where he wants to be in life. But he is very, very shallow. I mean, the whole point of the love is blind is to build an emotional connection. And this guy was so obsessed with image and weight. He even went as far as asking women if we went to a festival and I wanted to put you on my shoulders would I be able to do that with your weight and then also would do little other hints of like if I wanted to uh you know buy you an outfit what size would I need to get what you know I'm really in a blonde so you, he was trying to 
still when he was getting to know these women he was still worried about the physical aspect and the whole point of this experiment is to not worry about the physical aspect I was just like dude like you're you're missing the whole point of this I I thought he was kind of disrespectful when he was asking these women that because some of these women were heavier set and for you to ask that of a woman that's just upright rude you you don't do that so I was just like who who the hell is this asshole trying to sit here and subtly figure out clearly we under we know that he wants a skinny thin woman he's not even open to trying to go outside the box I mean that's what the whole fucking point of this show is you step outside the damn box and he's he he's not doing that he he was very very all about image and I was really surprised that he got her because she's very well-rounded and she even said at one point when he asked her about that he asked her the festival question and she said dude like are you are you serious that that's disrespectful you don't ask a woman that but he proposed to her and you know they they fixed it you know they moved past it with deep chats I mean he clearly has his own insecurities and his own fixation on looks and that and he has trouble with his own self-worth and that's where that all stems from so I don't know if maybe she was just like okay he's recognizing the fact that he's got his own insecurities that he's dealing with and he's now projecting it on any on anybody and everybody else but they eventually moved past it and when he proposed she accepted it without hesitation and you will you know I was I really thought there was a when I saw it when they met after you know they proposed this is when you finally get to see what they look like they were all over each other and I was like okay this this is gonna work we're okay but um he was worried about their connection because he was saying that they're missing missing a physical connection he would when they got to Mexico like she would say like she's like I can't keep my hands off of him I am so involved and I am so in love with him but he would go and be like uh there's not really a connection there and he made it a point to tell other people he didn't feel a physical connection there so I don't know how that's gonna work that one's gonna be interesting it's like what do you do when you are attracted to someone but that person is not attracted to you but now y'all are supposed to get married like how do you have that conversation so it's like I propose to you because I love your insides but not your outside because I'm one to feel like if you have an emotional connection and you are emotionally in love with that person's insides and their soul and their spirit you know you you don't so much worry about the physical aspect of it now granted we are all human you know you don't want to be with someone who's unkept who's sloppy gross and disgusting I grant you know of course I get that but I also you know say when it comes to she's very well kept so I don't know if because he's just used to being with blondes and she's clearly not if maybe that is what's going to happen. 
but I don't see them getting married. I, I, I don't. I really don't. I think she's going to wake up once they get out of this little pre-honeymoon bliss. Not even pre-honeymoon because they're, they're not married yet. This like pre-engagement you know, bliss. And when they get back into the real world and have to deal with that, I just I don't see it going anywhere. So that is a couple that I'm going to say they're not going to last. Uh, the next couple, Natalie and Shane. Now, Shane, he's the Barnett of this season. 100 fucking percent. He is the Barnett of this season. The way he even talks. I'm like, you are a frat boy douchebag. Just the way he talks. You you know those guys that are like the Jim Bro Jim like, yeah, yeah, frat boys, huh? That's what he reminds me of. 100% he reminds me of that. And then Natalie is this beautiful, sweet, Asian-American, very well-kept conservative girl that to me doesn't look like she has ever been in a kegger party her entire life. I bet you the girls never even funneled a beer. So they look completely opposite. But he's very much the Barnett of the season because there was also another girl that he was talking to, Shayna. And there was definitely a difference between Natalie and Shayna. But let me give you a little bit back of why I keep saying he's like Barnett. Because if you remember from season one, Barnett, he was tottering between two girls, LC and Amber. And he didn't he didn't know which one he was going to choose. They were both like Barnett, Barnett, Barnett. You know, each of them were like, oh, he's going to choose me. Other girl was like, no, he's going to choose me. We're going to get married, you know, Barnett or bust. You know, literally that was what was said. And he eventually ended up choosing Amber. And oh, I even forgot about the other girl he he had all wrapped up Jessica Jessica was also wrapped up with him and if you remember Jessica she wanted to be with him she was all about him it was like I'm all about Barnett but she also was talking to another guy Mark and she was just never fully invested in Mark because she was still more invested in Barnett and when she saw Barnett she was like I'm even more physically attracted to Barnett she never said it like one out right but we could all tell because she wasn't really into mark she was like mark's shorter he's younger she kept saying that there were so many reasons why it just wasn't gonna work and so i was like well then why did you propose did you propose because barnett said one thing and then said another and you know she was still kind of trying to drop hints like is that really what you want is amber really someone you want to be with because i think we would be better so, you know, even then, he still ended up choosing Amber. She didn't end up being with her guy because she said there was just too many differences. Tried to say that he was cheating on her throughout the season after their little reunion catch-up. So who knows, really, if he did. But either way, this guy, Shane, totally reminds me of Barnett. He you know, has this one girl, Shayna, who's a hairstylist, and they definitely had sexual chemistry. 
And that's weird to say, but you could tell because he would always be like, so what are you wearing? And she would be like, oh, I'm wearing a little crop top and these shorts. And he would be like, oh, fuck, you're so sexy. You sound so hot. But he wouldn't ask that of Natalie because I think he could get off the bat. Natalie's not that kind of girl. She's more conservative. I feel like she's a lady in the streets and like a major freak in the sheets, like 100%. She doesn't let it all out there like She's a, I feel like that girl got like moves like she could probably do some tricks and all kinds of flips and shits in the bed. But you would never know that unless you were with her. And that would be the only way you'd know. That's what I feel like her personality is. And I'm all for it because I like her. But, you know, he would have more of deeper chats with Natalie. And as time went on, he he started getting torn because he was confused because he said that he wrote Natalie's name on his notebook with a heart and that she's his pod girlfriend. And that pissed Shayna off. And it, you know shut her down with any way of him having any kind of potential of getting with her she was like nah but then of course she backtracks a few days later and by that time he even said it. he was like it's too late you know you 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 dissed me you dropped me but now you want me back and I'm all about being with Natalie so that was very interesting. He decided to propose to Natalie. Natalie said yes. And when they got to Mexico, it seemed very interesting because at first, I'll say that I thought Natalie was way more interested in Shane the way it seemed. He seems like that playboy frat who just plays with girls' emotions to get what he wants and really that's it he doesn't that's it he doesn't really care so it was very surprising to me when he was like I want more affection from you I don't feel like I'm getting more affection and she's kind of like chill you know I'm here for you but I'm not I don't need to be all over you all the time and it was so interesting because you would think if you watch the show Natalie is the one that's needy but really, it's Shane. He's the needy one. He's the one that needs all the love and attention. Like, that's obviously his love language and not hers. So the way they kind of ended off that last episode, you know, they're really going to have to figure out some common ground on, you know, she's going to have to understand that he needs that affection. And that's how he wants to express love and that you've she's gonna have to learn to to give that to him and to compromise you know he needs that your sexy you know compliments he he needs the hugs and the kisses that's that's what he needs and you know girl just go and give it to him because I was really shocked because I really thought it would be the opposite that she was going to be all about him and all over him and he's just gonna be like eh whatever uh, I don't really need you but nah it's pretty shocking so uh, as of right now do I think that they are going to get married yes yes I do but then again I haven't seen the rest of the episode so this is basing off of what I've seen so far so we'll say yes so far so yes next couple Ayana and Jared I love 
Ayana. I feel like she's like my spirit animal because we're both really goofy. And, you know, he was kind of in a Barnett situation because he was torn between two women, Ayana and Mallory. And at one point, he even asked Mallory if he proposed, would she say yes? And he said no. And um, she said no. If he proposed, she would she would say no because she was feeling a connection with another guy more than she was feeling that connection with Jared. And it left them both in tears. Like they were both heartbroken. She was heartbroken to have to tell him that, but he was really heartbroken because he really wanted to be with her. And I kind of feel bad for Ayana because I feel like she was the second fiddle like she was the second choice because if Mallory would have said yes to him, he wouldn't have he wouldn't be with her right now. So I I'm it's I feel for her like that one scene where he was saying that he did say you know that he was wanting uh to propose to Mallory and all that and she walked out the pod and she kind of like dropped on the floor. I wanted to be like, girl, get up! You so beautiful. You don't need him. But she still, I guess that emotional connection that they really had to her really was important. So she didn't want to write him off. And she didn't. And she literally was waiting on that proposal. He gave it to her. And I at first was just kind of like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, girl, wake up, honey. He's only proposing to you because he didn't get it from Mallory. So you his next choice. You you like the second choice college. It's like when you apply to Harvard and then you apply to, no offense to any of my Georgia State alum, but I'm just going to say, like, you apply to Harvard, then you apply to Georgia State. But you don't get accepted to Harvard where you really, really wanted to go but you did get accepted to Georgia State. So you're like, okay, well, I guess I'll go here because, you know, I wanted to go to both. But if I got Harvard, that's where I wanted to go. So I was just kind of like, ah, what the fuck? But when they got to Mexico, their bond did get stronger. He definitely had a stronger bond that was forming. He even got her this Polaroid camera that made her day it was so cute to see how excited she got and I love the fact that he knew that that was something that she wanted and he got it for her as a gift so I thought that was really interesting um but when it came time for all the couples to meet he did have a talk with Mallory and they seem to really have another connection that popped in and they went into even going back and like our, you know, we had such a great connection. I really enjoyed speaking with you. And then Jared even made comments because Mallory was like, hey, this is the kind of ring I want. He was all like, mm, I see that's not the ring you got. You know, he was just throwing his little side digs in there. And again, I was just kind of like, mm, that's a little sus. It's kind of fuckboyish, if you ask me. But 
I mean, Ayana is saying that she feels like they've had, she's known him for five years and that she trusts them. So she's saying that she is still remaining strong within their relationship and what they have together. Do I feel like this couple is going to make it is meaning, you know, they're going to get married. I'm going to say 50, 50. I don't know. A part of me says yes, because in Mexico, they really did bond. But then once I saw him have that, you know, have that conversation with Mallory and them reminiscing on what they had and him making his digs about what he could give her, I was just like, mm, I don't know, Ayana, you might want to run for the hills for that one. So we'll see what plays out on that one. But mm, kind of fuck boys, Jared. Just saying. Next couple we got is Mallory and Salvador. Mallory was the one that was also talking to Jared but was also having a bond with Salvador. And she said that she just felt something about Salvador just kept tugging her towards him more than Jared. And so she felt like she just had to go for her heart and had to go for her emotions. And so she decided to stay with him. She ultimately calls him Sal. But now she said it took some time for them to have a physical connection but once they had become intimate in Mexico, it made it better for them. But, you know, Sal saw that conversation that her and Jared had, and he didn't like it because he overheard her saying at one point that they didn't have to get married, and it made him tear up. And he said it himself. He was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So... I was just kind of like, mm. and I feel like she is kind of playing with his emotions because one moment she's like, oh, there's no, con I'm just, you know, still trying to get that physical attraction. But then she's all like, okay, lindo, papi, no, 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 no. And I'm so, so I'm like, issue is or is you ain't really feeling him, Mallory. Like, what the fuck? What we doing? What we doing, girl? Don't be playing with this man's emotions. Clearly, he's all about you. And if you ain't all about him, that's okay. But girl don't be messing with his emotions like that not like that not like that so well I don't know I don't know I really don't care for her I don't really care for their relationship I don't think they're, they're gonna get married <laughs> I just don't I, I don't think that they're gonna get married um I think what's gonna happen they're gonna get to the altar he's going to be like yes and she's going to say no and her excuse will be that they have such an emotional connection but there's something missing and a part of me is gonna be like yeah bitch Jarrett <laughs> I don't know you know I, I don't know a part of me thinks she regrets a little bit but I can't speak for her what she's feeling I mean I don't know she's saying that she has more of a connection with Sal but mm -hmm. I don't know, man. It seems like a lot of the couples this season are not getting that physical attraction. They're just not getting that physical, like, mm, you know, a lot of them aren't feeling each other like that. They feeling each other in the inside, but when they see them, they like, mm, 
this this you know i don't know if they start trying to build up what this person may look like in their minds and then when they see it's a complete opposite but there's something about it that they they just ain't feeling it i don't know i this one's gonna be interesting i don't think they're gonna make it nope i just don't and for the final couple, Shayna and Kyle. Now, this one's really interesting because Shayna was also one that was talking to Shane. And she was the one that would be teasing him, like, I'm wearing a crop top and some short shorts and, you know, just trying to tease the dick through the pods is what she was doing pretty much. And she was all about him. And this couple to me, it looks like it was over before it began. She, you know, was upset over Shane being more invested into Natalie. So she started getting to know Kyle more. But there were some major differences in their lifestyles. Like Kyle's a vegetarian and Shana isn't. But her major kind of like, halt was when he admitted that he's not Christian, he has no faith. So he he's atheist. He that's where he is. And anybody else like me, I'm a Christian woman. If the guy that I was talking to was to be like I'm an atheist, I don't believe in God, I don't believe in heaven or hell, I mean that's your choice that's your opinion and you are so entitled to it but it ain't gonna work between you and me because I need a man that's gonna want to come to church with me I'm gonna want a man that believes in God that we pray together we know that when we have any troubles we can hold each other's hands and pray together and have God get us through those times but if you're an atheist we can't do that there ain't no praying going on there ain't none of that going on but you know anybody else you know that's a complete deal breaker but Kyle said that didn't matter to him he said even if we have kids you can raise the kids to go to church and all of that I just want it to be that when they grow up they get they have the choice to ultimately decide what they want to do now, part of me just want to be like, that seems like it's a little desperate. You know, if you're, you know, so willing to be like, I'm okay with, you know, you raising our children that way. I don't know if he is just saying all of this because he was starting to get a connection with her and really wanted that connection with her. I don't know, but he proposed to her and she said yes. And I was like, mm, that totally reminded me of the Jessica and Mark situation. Like, she wasn't getting a proposal from Barnett, so she knew she would get it from Mark. And she got it. And the moment she got it, she wasn't excited about it. When they met, she wasn't excited about it. When they got to Mexico, she wasn't excited about it. When they were living together, she wasn't excited about it. it so it was just like just seems like all like like with Jared and Ayana and all it's just second you're just the second choice it I didn't get what I really wanted so I'm just gonna settle I'm settling for you 
And I wish people would wake the fuck up and be like, I ain't, I'm not nobody's second best. I'm nobody's second choice. If you don't want to be with me, don't be with me. Because there's somebody out there that loves me for me. And if you don't, that's cool. And I'm just like, okay. But he's still trying to remain positive. He, you know, they, they met and she was not physically attracted. Even get, when they got to Mexico, this girl went as far as getting separate rooms. They so they could sleep separately. And then she decides to go home. And that's I thought at that point, I was like, oh, well, they're done. But they met up in Chicago and they decided to take things slow. But she still has feelings for Shane and that ain't changing no time soon. Because when they show what's coming up on the next episodes, it shows her pouring her heart out to Shane. And being like, I still love you. I still have feelings for you. And if I was Kyle, I'd be like, bitch, get the fuck on then. If you don't want to be with me, I don't want to be with you. Because I ain't nobody's second best. I just really hope that people in this show wake up and realize that if that person doesn't want to be with you, it's okay. Because there's somebody, I mean, it's easier said than done. But this all comes back as when people need to learn their self-worth. Know your self-worth and know that you are capable of being loved. There is somebody out there that will love you unconditionally. And it will never, never falter. They will never think about stepping outside of that relationship because you are it for them. And I remember when I was younger, I didn't have self-worth. I was in a toxic ass relationship with a guy that gave no shits about stepping out. And completely was just a, he was a serial cheater. And I took it. Because for one, I was comfortable. And I did not think that anybody would if this is what love is, then this is what this is as good as it's going to get. But man, when I realized my self-worth, I look back and I wish I could be like, bitch, wake up. You know, you want to shake your former self to be like, wake the fuck up. That's exactly what I wish I could have done to my former self. But I'm glad that I went through it because now I know my self-worth. I know that I don't have to put up with anybody's bullshit. Mm-mm. And I am in a amazing relationship now because I know my self-worth, he knows his self-worth, and we know that we love each other. And there's no games being played here. And if, you know, Ayana and Nick, if they all just could wake up and just be like, you know what, I don't need to be with you if you don't want to be with me. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But it just seems like in this season, I don't think a lot of people going to make it down the aisle. I do think Danielle and Nick are going to make it down the aisle. And I I do think that Shane and Natalie. And that's it. I don't think Jared and Ayana 
are going to make it. I don't think Mallory and Sal. I don't think Shayna and Nick. And I don't think Shake and Deepti or Depti or however you say that that woman's name. And I hate that I'm butchering it. But I don't think that they're going to make it. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this season plays out. They are going to drop the next episodes. And these next episodes are going to target more of, all right, y'all have met each other. The little romance vacay is over. Now it's time to get y'all back in the real world. And let's see if y'all lifestyles really mesh or clash. I don't know, honey. We're going to see. We're going to see what happens here. I'm very interested to know. Let me know how you feel. Do you feel like all the couples may make it? Do you feel like only some? Like, which couples do you think are going to make it or are going to say, nah, it's not for me? Or are they even going to make it as far as getting to a wedding? Because they don't have to stay until the wedding. So it'll be interesting to see if eventually someone wakes up to be like, I'm not even going that far with it. Or are they going to say, I don't, at the altar? So drop. let me know what you think about it. Do you feel like that's going to happen? Um, what are your takes on feeling like being second fiddle? Because that's what I feel. I'm seeing a lot of second choices here and second best. And I, I just wonder how that other person is feeling you know, and I can't wait to see where everyone's at to this day. So we're going we gonna to find out. We're going to see. We're going to see. Hmm. I don't know. Well, that is it for this episode. Just getting to talk a little bit more about Love is Blind. Thank you for tuning in with me, you guys. You know I love you, and I will always mean it. Cheers, my dears, and thank you so much. Good night.